The goal is to stop avoiding your money and pretending like your debt or financial anxiety doesn't exist. Your financial truth is wrapped up in the number and figures of your finances. The facts don't lie, and they're going to highlight your money habits. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. In just over one week, my new book, Money Made Easy, will officially be out in the world. I'm currently feeling all the emotions, excited, nervous that no one's going to buy it, and relieved that this process finally feels like it's over while simultaneously feeling like it's just beginning. The good news for you is that if you're listening to this before April 4th, 2023, you still have time to pre-order your copy and claim your pre-order bonus my budget review vault. The budget review vault contains 21 in-depth budget review videos. They are very similar to my incredibly popular real people budgets on social media, but 1000 times better. This bonus gives you access to every kind of budget you can imagine. Plus I share exactly how I would tackle each person's finances. This book and bonus combo is exactly what you have been needing. With the book, you'll have a plan for how to make managing your money easy. And with the Budget Review Vault, you'll see examples of how to approach a budget from beginning to end. Here's how to claim your free bonus. First, go to inspirebudget.com slash easy or click the link in the show notes to buy your book. Then fill out the form on that website with your name and your order number. That's when you'll get instant access to the Budget Review Vault. I have a feeling you're going to love this extra bonus. To celebrate my book hitting shelves in less than a month, we are going to talk about chapter two of my book, Money Habits and Money Mindset. I'm a big believer that habits are imperative to your success, no matter what you're working toward. Maybe it's because I struggle with ADHD, and for years, I had to lean on habits to help me complete the simplest of tasks. Or maybe it's because habits are just freaking awesome. I want to share one money habit that I have in my life that I believe is really easy to adopt. As you may or may not know, I work from my home office each and every day. This means that my mornings are spent rushing around the house, helping my kids get ready for school. I either drop them off in the car every morning or we ride our bikes up to the school. Either way, I'm usually home right around 8 a.m. In the past, I would actually just jump into work right away because I knew I only had so many hours with a quiet house and without the responsibilities of being a parent. However, about a year ago, I added in a new habit that I actually look forward to each day. When I get home to my empty house, I refill my cup of coffee immediately and I sit down at my computer to update my expenses. I still track my expenses using Quicken. Shout out to Quicken because you've helped me understand my money so much better. This usually takes me just about two or three minutes, especially since I've typically tracked the morning before. After that, I will log into my bank accounts to just check everything over, just kind of like get a quick glance at everything. On Fridays, I'll pay off our credit card if any bills have been added to it because I never want to carry a balance on our credit card because the interest rates these days are just stupid. They're just out of this world insane. I cannot stand it. Then after I've spent about five to seven minutes working on my money, I sit down in my favorite pink chair in the corner of my office and I journal. 
Sometimes I'll only journal for 10 minutes. Other times I'll spend a good 20 minutes writing down any of my thoughts or feelings. As any other small business owner out there might understand, there is always something on my list that needs to be worked on. I feel like I could work forever and never get to the bottom of my to-do list. In the past, this would lead to a lot of stress, frustration, and overwhelm, as I'm sure you can imagine. That's why I like to journal every morning before I start work. It helps me get into the right headspace to create balance in my life. You see, I can't complete every task that I put on my list. And that's 100% okay. I just have to complete the most important tasks for the day. This daily ritual, if you will, has completely transformed my workday and my money. It's a habit that I truly hope sticks around for the long run. And I want the same for you. I want you to create habits in your life that allow you to find balance between working on your money and enjoying your life. I want you to have habits in place that keep you from avoiding your financial truth and just crossing your fingers that when you swipe your debit card, it will run through without any errors. So without further ado, let's talk about three money habits you can add to your life so that you can reach your money goals. Feel free to adopt one or all of them. The first money habit is to face your financial truth. When my son Evan was younger, maybe he was around three or four years old, he was terrified of going to bed alone. He wanted us to stay in the room until he fell asleep every single night. That seemed like a reasonable request at first, but after a week, it got old. (laughs) My husband, Matt, and I were left with a very upset toddler who was adamant that he could not go to bed alone. It was not a fun experience for anyone involved. I assumed he was just being difficult. I'm not going to lie. Maybe not the best parenting move on my part. However, my incredibly patient husband and quite possibly the better parent here knew that this fear of his stemmed from somewhere. By us simply staying in his room with him, he wasn't facing his fear. That's when my husband lay down next to him in bed and asked him, Evan, what are you scared of? To my surprise, but clearly not to Matt's surprise, Evan started pointing at the shadows cast along the walls of his bedroom. These shadows were made from his nightlight and simple objects he had on his nightstand or dresser. Evan pointed at each shadow and said that it scared him. One shadow looked like a monster and the other looked like a dragon. For every shadow that Evan pointed out in fear, Matt turned on the light and showed him that the shadow he was scared of was just an object in his room. He helped Evan face his truth. Evan's truth was that objects can cast shadows. The monster was just a toy on his dresser, and the dragon was just a hat hanging on a hook. By facing his truth, Evan was able to go to sleep soundly from that point on. Okay, well, maybe not every night, but the difficulties we had before had subsided significantly. Just like Evan had to face his own truth, you have to face yours, except your truth might be even more terrifying than monsters. It could be high interest credit card debt or an empty retirement account. The goal is to stop avoiding your money and pretending like your debt or financial anxiety doesn't exist. Your financial truth is wrapped up in the number and figures of your finances. The facts don't lie and they're going to highlight your money habits. Here's what I want you to do. Get a piece of paper and face these four financial truths. Your checking account balance, your savings account balance, 
your total debt and your retirement savings. Many people have several different checking accounts or savings accounts. If that's you, be sure to include all of them. When it comes to totaling up your debt, you can either log into each debt account individually or simply pull your credit report. By pulling your credit report, you'll have all your debts listed in one place. This also allows you to quickly see if you have any debts that have gone to collections. For your retirement savings, be sure to add up any money in an employee-sponsored account like a 401k or an individual account like your IRA. Now that you've done this, you're ready to face your financial truth. Don't let these numbers intimidate or scare you. Yes, your total debt might be higher than you had imagined, and maybe you don't have as much money set aside for retirement as you had hoped. The only way to move forward is knowing your starting point, your financial truth. Look at these numbers and ask yourself how they make you feel. Are you proud of any area of your finances? Is there anything you'd like to change? Which of these numbers pulls on your emotions the most in either a negative or a positive way? These numbers might even reveal money habits that you might have not recognized before. For instance, if you have high credit card payments, you might realize that you tend to rely on your credit card to cover any expenses when you've run out of money. This cycle of using credit cards keeps you in debt and using your credit card as a financial crutch. By facing your financial truth, you know exactly where you stand with your money. By knowing where you stand, you can then make a plan for where you're headed. Money habit number two is to identify patterns in your spending. When I was teaching elementary school, I started picking up a venti Starbucks coffee here and there. Sooner than I could even recognize, I had formed a pattern. Every Friday, I'd run by Starbucks to grab a coffee. It was my own personal trophy for making it through the week and keeping 24 different nine-year-olds alive. I'm less of a delete everything that brings you joy from your life type of person and more of a spend money on what you value while also saving for the future type of person. And yet it's still important, no matter which camp you fall in, to identify patterns in your spending. When you're willing to track your spending, you might be surprised that patterns in your spending are revealed to you. Just like I had to learn to expect my Friday celebration lattes, it's important to identify your own patterns so that you can prepare or plan for certain expenses. Here's a perfect example. Every December, without fail, I tend to go overboard when it comes to spending money. I love spending money. And because I'm buying a lot of gifts during this time, I can get a little carried away. Like, I admit it. I know that this is a pattern of mine. So instead of trying to stop it altogether or ignore it or pretend it doesn't exist, I can embrace it by saving up a little extra money for myself during this time period to spend. Or I could buy all of my gifts a little bit earlier in the year so I'm not tempted come December. By identifying patterns in your spending, you've set yourself up for the ability to make intentional decisions with your money. You give yourself the opportunity to be proactive with your spending instead of reactive when it comes to spending money. I want you to come back to that. That was so incredible. Pause what you're doing, and I'm going to repeat that. By identifying patterns in your spending, you set yourself up for the ability to make intentional decisions. 
Okay, now it's your turn. You can easily identify patterns in your spending by looking at your past spending behavior. Start by printing off your last bank statement. Get a highlighter and highlight every time you spent money out at restaurants. Then add that number up to see what you spent over the month of eating out. Grab a different color highlighter and highlight every time you spent money at the grocery store. It's really easy to overspend at the grocery store and justify the cost. Add up the transactions to see how much you spent on groceries over the month. The number might shock you. Do the same for other areas of your spending, such as clothing, entertainment, online shopping, and so on. Then find an area that you are determined to improve. Just one area. Maybe you want to spend less on groceries, so you decide to start meal planning. Sometimes the simple act of finding patterns in our spending can motivate us enough to make a small change in the right direction. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually, I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan, so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month, so that way you can send extra money to your goals. And I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com slash class, or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule, and I'll see you there. The third money habit that you can implement today and might be one of my favorite is to automate your future. One of the best money habits we can implement is to automate your future, and here's why. Automating your money allows you to put your finances and paying yourself first above anything else. Hear me out. Every month when my husband and I are paid, we have $350 automatically sent from our checking account to a separate savings account. This money is deposited into a savings account that will eventually help us cover expenses such as Christmas gifts, HOA dues, and flood insurance. By setting up this automation to happen right after we're paid, we are essentially paying ourselves first. We are prioritizing the expenses that we know are going to eventually come due. The same can be done for investing. Currently, my husband automatically has money taken out of his paycheck as a teacher and moved to his pension. As a small business owner, I have money taken out of my paycheck and invested into a solo 401k. By automating these types of tasks, we are paying ourselves first, prioritizing our future, and setting ourselves up for success. 
This has made investing and saving a no-brainer in our life. We don't even have to think twice about it because we already know what's going to happen. The key is to set up these automations to happen directly after payday. That way you don't have any time to spend money that's supposed to be saved or invested. Okay, now it's your turn. Think about how you can automate your future. Maybe it looks like setting up your bills to be paid on auto drafts so that way you never miss another due date. Another idea is to set up automatic savings from your paycheck to go to an HSA or FSA so you can cover any future medical bills. And of course, you can also automate your investing. By setting up automatic withdrawals from your paycheck into an employee-sponsored retirement account like a 401k or by automatically moving money from your checking account to an IRA, you're making investing for your future a non-negotiable in your life. This has been one way that we've made saving and investing for our future a no-brainer. So there you have it. Three money habits that you can implement into your life today. The first one was to face your financial truth. The second is to identify patterns in your spending. And the third is to automate your future. No matter where you stand with your money, there are ways for you to implement money habits in your life that help you focus on being intentional with your money. Like I said a little earlier, it's all about being able to be proactive with your money rather than reactive. Money habits like these can ease your stress, set you up for success, and allow you to find peace of mind with your finances. Today's listener question comes from Jasmine, and she says, I'm looking into opening a Roth IRA. Where should I open it? So Jasmine, first off, I want to say congratulations. I'm so excited that you're looking into opening a Roth IRA. I love a good Roth IRA because number one, it's really easy to invest into it. It doesn't take a lot of work or effort, and it has some amazing tax benefits. Now, when it comes to opening up a Roth IRA, I don't want you to think too hard about it. If you already have other investment accounts opened up with Fidelity or Schwab or Vanguard, just go there. I personally like keeping everything in one location. It's less important about where you open up your Roth IRA and more important to know what you're investing in that will live inside of your Roth IRA. So I would spend more time looking at your investment options and what you want to invest in, whether it's index funds, stocks, bonds, whatever it is, and spend less of your time trying to figure out where you're going to open up your Roth IRA. But when all else fails, I always love Vanguard. So there you have it, another episode in the books. If you're enjoying these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you would actually share it with a friend. Maybe you just hit the share button on whatever podcast app you're listening to. That way you can text it directly to them. And as always, leaving a rating or review is a really super easy way and free way to actually help the show. It allows other people just like you find the Inspire Budget podcast so that way they can listen to it too. I'll be back next week with another brand new episode. I'll see you then.